What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. I shouldn't have said hockey, I said Sharks. Also, my headphones falling out. What a weird start to this podcast. That's only we're one. <laughs> uh, I like the two. I like the I like the the nice. It's like the nice symmetry. It makes me feel better. I don't know what would happen if I took a took a one. I don't like it. You just fall over. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna tip over. We are recording this in advance of the actual day, so we don't know what's going to happen, but Patrick Marlowe has announced that he is making a hockey-related announcement on Tuesday, the day that this episode is coming out. Uh, if you listen to this in the morning, uh, it's definitely going to be before it happens because I think it's in the afternoon. Uh, we don't officially know what he's going to announce, but uh, all signs point to the fact that he's retiring because he didn't play hockey this season. Um, he's old. So it makes sense. Uh, but maybe he's the new GM. We don't know. We're going to break down his career, uh, Hall of Fame case, uh, all that good Patrick Marlowe stuff. The, the pod, Podrick Marlowe. No, I don't like it. Patrick Podlow. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll sort it. You're locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Kyle Demetrius. Back with me as always is co-host JD. The uh, fat Tony to my, I guess there's no other gangsters. I was going to say Mayor Quimby. He's kind of a gangster, but. <laughs> there's the, that Asian guy sitting on the lawn. He hasn't done anything yet. <laughs> Mars, the little guy hasn't done anything yet. <laughs> you know, it's going to be cool when he does something. <laughs> I like that the fleet of, he had a great name, by the way. Just yes. shows up because like, we have the Yakuza that does an exposition about who the Yakuza are. <laughs> Oh, what an insane episode that is. Um, it's kind of underrated. I don't know if it cracks like my top, doesn't crack my top 15, maybe top 20, but probably not. But there's lots of good lines like, mm-hmm. uh, what's my territory? Wherever nacho <laughs> penetration is less than total. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, the bit, the bit at the beginning where Homer just wants the eggs <laughs> in the mail. and uh, Agnes, it means Lamb of God. <laughs> you know this. I like what uh, Cletus is just naming all the children. Yeah. He's got heads, heads with Cubert. Yeah. There's, there's so many. There's no expiry date. Uh, just a lot of, a lot of little gags in that one uh, that, that are really fun. Check, check your ingredients for centipedes. <laughs> Imagine of all the businesses, you make a pretzel wagon. Also, $1 a pretzel that really doesn't seem... Uh, seem cost effective i don't know how you're gonna turn a profit i mean that was also like in yeah, 25 like, years ago yeah i guess but still a dollar a pretzel i think with the gas i don't, I don't know it just it just seems really cheap i guess pretzels are cheap but and uh, gas how, good was think, cheaper. How, how do you good do you think those pretzels were uh as someone who worked at a pretzel place um did you work at wetzel's uh no i worked at a uh was it? auntie ann's pretzels oh nice um, yeah uh i mean the the thing is that oven that like 500 degree oven that like runs it through that's what makes it there so but we used to do some fun stuff where we'd basically make our own hot pockets uh with like the pretzel dough and then you shove in like uh the cheese and like pepperoni and sauce and you'd make your own like hot pockets and anyway so yes i have so many questions that we will answer later (laughs) yes we will that we will answer how long did you work there uh, I spent the summer there uh, between my junior and senior year. 
Nice. So many pretzels. Are you a hard pretzel or a soft pretzel guy? Uh, I used to, after there, it took me a long time to eat soft pretzels again. Uh, so, but either or hard pretzels, definitely with mustard, soft pretzels, uh, with cheese. Oh, interesting. I hate hard pretzels. Terrible. Patrick Marlowe, big question here before we get into any sort of, uh, debates or talking about uh, anything else. Yes. We don't know what he's doing, but is there a chance that he signs his one-day contract, retires, and then is named general manager of the San Jose Sharks? Maybe that was – he's actually holding the franchise hostage, uh, saying he's going to come back and play hockey, actively play hockey, unless he becomes the general manager. So maybe he'll be the first ever uh, coach or player slash GM. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, I would be shocked, especially what's supposed to be a very thorough 50% list. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Patrick Marlowe's name is on said list. Uh, <laughs> very, very low. Um, but I would be I would be honestly shocked if they're like, yep, we've our long extensive list has led to Patrick Marlowe. I, I do I do think there is a chance that he retires and they announce that he's gonna work in some sort of like senior consultant or, or development role or outreach something. or something yeah. where he's yep whatever he's not like front facing but he, he's in some sort of like or the sharks just announced that they are working on him staying with the organization in some capacity and we get that little spiel um, yep obviously he could just straight up retire uh and be done with it um and we're 99 percent sure he's retiring because he didn't play this year uh he was just a free agent which means he was- that he's active but does that mean active? Real philosophical question. Yes, here. actively inactive plane. So. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, Patrick Marlowe. The long, long journey is over. Yeah, it's kind of weird that he didn't retire last year. Yeah, especially after like the whole thing that you know with the Sharks, they had like the special ceremony for him playing, you know, for breaking, for breaking house record. And they had like the little patches and, you know, they did the whole thing and it, it kind of would have made sense for him to actually like be like, I, I'm, you know, I'm done. I know he still wanted to play and et cetera, but uh, Pat, the Patrick Marlowe, we saw at the end of that was uh, <laughs> there was nothing left in that tank, unfortunately. And I don't know if he was just waiting around, to maybe like how it was before where, you know, the Sharks play like a week into the season and they're like, oh, we need another body and they sign Patrick Marlowe again. Uh, but that, of course, didn't happen. The Sharks had plenty of bodies for at least the first part of the season. And then at that point, it wasn't worth bringing back Patrick Marlowe to parade around again and have him play 12 minutes as 3C when you have one beautiful Thomas Bortolo to do that. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, remember? Didn't Patrick Marlowe play 2C last year? He did play 2C, I think, for a couple of games when Couture was hurt or, or Hurdle was hurt. Oh so, God. yeah. And that was after they, they like, it was it was like Hurdle and then Gambrell got hurt, I think, too. So there, like was, there was a couple of yeah. games last year where he played like 18 minutes or something like that. Yeah, it was just, minutes, just like, whoa, what are we doing? Yeah. Uh, those were fun. That was, that was a lost, lost season. So, um yeah i mean it's you know patrick marlowe i think patrick marlowe i we i think we know i i like patrick marlowe a lot more than you like patrick marlowe uh Mm -hmm. you know and we'll we'll probably get into uh his importance to the franchise and stuff like that but first uh let's take a quick break and talk to you guys about our friends over at bet online bet online is your number one source for all your 
betting stats and sports info so find the latest sports developments league news and reviews including uh, nhl and basketball playoffs major league baseball uh horse racing apparently is back and better than ever they i think they have uh robot horses now which would be really fun to watch uh, robot horses <laughs> that'd be amazing would you watch robot uh horses oh, yeah i'll watch horses? robot anything <clears throat> And then they fought at the end. Oh, but they could get up on their hind legs. And their <laughs> yes, of course. Hooves, their front hooves turn into weapons, like almost swords like swords or guns, like kangaroo style. But yeah, with like chainsaws and stuff. Chainsaw, yeah. One person, you got it. Like one person is like a chain. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or a mace. <laughs> the poor oh, jockeys are on there. Seth, hang on for the. It's like chicken, like. Like the, oh, exactly. <laughs> the but then the top. but then when the jockey gets when the jockey gets knocked off, you have to kill the jockey. So it's a real real it's blood real. sport. Yes uh god i can't wait for the future bet online <laughs> bet online it's got you covered for all your robot chicken uh robot horse chicken events that are coming in the future so head to their website today use your mobile device to learn more about the transaction bet online where the game starts <laughs> hell yeah give us our advertisement dollars <laughs> money please <laughs> <laughs> Ah, well, it's better than listening to the same stupid bet online ad that everybody reads <laughs> over and over again. I mean, yes. like we actively we invented it. a new sport. So. Yeah, horse jousting. No, yeah. that's a real thing. That's horse real... chicken. Horse chicken. Yeah, but also jockey death. <laughs> it's really it's a real mortal combat here. <laughs> but they're little people, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> We'll get the jockey elves from that <sighs> terrible Simpsons episode. So, oh, yeah, see, they're not even real people. They're elves. <laughs> they're magical. <laughs> they're magical. They don't die. All right, so let's let's talk about Patrick Marlowe, the compiler. Uh, so, I mean, Sims it's indisputable that he did compile. He played the most games in <laughs> NHL history. He did play the most games in NHL history. He was never the Sharks' best player. Well, but yeah. I Pre Thornton, uh, you give it Owen Nolan until well, I get, I guess. So let's see here 2000. So Patrick Marlowe had ugh, maybe not so in 2005 2006, he had 86 points, but Thornton got there and won the heart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tough, tough. Uh, what about 2003 2004? Let's see here, I guess, yeah, because Owen Nolan was gone then. Yeah. So he was definitely the best player in 2003, 2004. Um, let's see, next season, 05-06. Oh, that's we just did that. Yeah, that's Thornton. Yeah, it basically went the, wrong way. went the wrong way. So with 304, 02-03, Timo Solani had a better season. Uh Domfus had a better season. Yeah. Nolan was still there, but Nolan actually had 42 points in 61 games. So he definitely was so. I think he was probably the Sharks' best player in 0304. Not probably. He definitely was the Sharks' best player in 0304. But you're hard pressed to make that case anytime before then. He was also younger. Yeah. Um, and then anytime after Joe Thornton got there, he, he just wasn't. Yeah. Um, so, 0304. He was one year. Yeah. I mean, there's no shame in being Scotty Pippen. Uh, no. And yeah. yeah. If you're, he's, you know, he was a great number two and you need. You need more than one good player to to do well, and I think with Thornton and Marlowe, the big thing with if any of if any of those years had bounced or broke differently, and they got their cup, you'd be having a different conversation about both those guys. You know, with I mean, 
with Thornton, he's he's surefire locked in Hall of Famer, and Marlo Marlo's going to be an interesting case. But well, I, I think the interesting thing with Patrick Marlo is that if you want to make the cups, like oh, you need a cup, otherwise, yeah. like you're doing okay. So Thornton was the best player in the league, yes, um, and was the best top. Player. 510 for most of his career, if not like top two or three. Um, Patrick Marlowe doesn't really have any individual accolades. So when you look at his his career, um, and I clicked off all of these things. Hold on, let me click back on Patrick Marlowe. When you look at his career, there's no like he finished sixth in the Calder. Okay, whatever. But then it's like 18th in the Bang, 21st in the Heart, third in the Bang, 12th in the Bang, 22 in the Selkie, 83rd in the Bang. Who, how many votes? <laughs> people going there um fourth an all-star voting for like so he didn't make the all-star team um he now he never made an end of year all-star game all-star team um he really only vied for the bing he finished yeah. third twice um and then was in the 20s he finished ninth for the selkie um for sixth the selkie. for the bing here eighth for the yeah. selkie like he was never really a heart contender so it's tough when you look at his like hall of fame career yeah. case because because like there's no he's disputing a, that he's important to san jose duh we don't need to yeah. sit here and talk about like wow as you say to me all the time he's literally called mr shark um i almost wore my mr shark shirt just to really rub it in your face today but i thought it would. <laughs> i don't i don't hate the person i just <laughs> god that patrick marlowe <laughs> I, don't, Marlo! I don't hate them i just i just really want san jose to win the cup and i think he was not the guy to deliver it but anyway that's neither here nor there yeah uh I think his hall. When we break down the Hall of Fame case, it's gonna be tough to get in because he has no individual accolades. He does have the most games played ever, though. Yes, that's, that's important. That's important. Um, but when you look at career points, fiftieth uh, in career 50th, points, he's fiftieth. So the guys above him, um, guys that aren't in the Hall of Fame that are above him, Vincent Danfuss, he's not going in. Bernie Nichols, who probably should be in. Ronick who is very similar to Patrick Marlowe in points and goals. Um, and then you got to go up to Turgeon, should probably be in. Uh, and then really nobody is, well, Ovechkin and Crosby are active. Uh, Thornton's active. Um, and Yager technically is not, I think he's eligible this year. But anyway, not a lot of guys aren't in above him. But the guys that are around him that aren't in are cases like him. Yep. Ronick, Nichols, Domfus, um, Terjean, and then right after Patrick Marlowe, Rod Brindamore's not in. Patrick Kane probably will go in. Um, Daniel Alfredson's not in. Very similar case to Patrick Marlowe. Uh, Malkin's going in. Uh, and then you got to go all the way down. Theo Fleury, who was a point-per-game player, probably should be in. A Sedin is there. Dave Taylor, Andre Kopitar, Keith Kachuk, Ray Whitney, Pat Verbeek, like another Sedin, Bobby Smith, Eric Stahl. Like now we're getting into guys that probably aren't Hall of Famers until you get to like Alex McGillney. Um, who should also be in the Hall of Fame. So not a lot of guys around his area when it comes to points are... But I, I think with him, though, like, because his goals, like, the ratio, like, goals to assist is way better in, in his favor, you know, especially when you're playing with Joe Thornton, who's going to be setting you up for goals for your entire career. Well, what do you mean? Like, he... Like that's I mean, like because he because he is he's got 566 goals and only 631 assists, you know. So like playing with Thornton, who's you know the greatest assist man of our generation, or in the NH, you know, one of the greatest assist men in the NHL. Like if you look at his goals, right? So he's 23rd in goals again. I know he's played a bajillion games, but like guys who are around him in goals. So Yari Curry, 601. 
uh, Mark Re- uh, Recchi, 577. Mike Bossy, uh, 573. He's at 22. Uh, Joe Newendike, Matt Sundin, Mike Madonna, Guy LaFleur. Those are some of the, like, again, he hasn't played, he's played more games than those guys. Um, but it's not like, you know, a lot of those guys have also racked up, a, Mike Bossy didn't rack up a ton, but like, a lot of those other guys are, you know, 12, 13, 14, 1500 games as well. So it's not like he's just like doubled the amount of games that these guys have played. I mean, too. I mean he's played 500 <laughs> more games than Yari Curry. <laughs> yeah. Mark, Mark Recchi is an interesting one because Mark Recchi also, I mean, NHL was, a, NHL was a lot different when uh, Yari yeah, Curry so like, played. Yeah. Joe Newendike only played 1257 games. Um, yeah. But it, the thing, the thing that goes in the favor of like a Joe Newendike is that he's almost a point per game player. Yeah. So Joe Newendike has a 1,126 points in 1,257 games. I think the longevity is both a gift and a curse to Patrick Marlowe. Yeah. Um, because... I think it's what it gets him in because I don't think you can have the guy who played the most amount of games in NHL history. I, I, I tend to kind of agree, but like, again, Matt Sundin has 564 yeah. goals. But Matt Sandin also has 1,349 points in 1,346 games. Yeah. So he's above a point per game. So I, I think that's really where it's going to be hard because, like, maybe like Joe you said, Jordan scored a couple more goals here and there and help <laughs> Patrick Marlowe score. <laughs> uh, oh, man. <laughs> just throw it. Drive by a Joe Thornton. Poor Joe wow. Thornton. So, uh, like, when you look at the goal totals for, for Marlowe, he mm-hmm. started off like he was an 18 year old, straight up, straight in the league, had 13 goals and 19 assists for 32 points in 74 yeah. games. Perfectly fine, regular season. 21, 17, 25, 21. So really in his one, two, three, fourth season, he becomes a consistent 20-goal scorer. He goes 25, 21, 28, 28, pops for 34, 32, then mm-hmm. only goes down to 19 in uh, in 78 games in 2007, 2008, back up to 38, 44, 37, 30, 17, and 48. And then in 2013, 14, at the age of 34, he puts up 33 goals um, and has 70 points. And that's really his last great year. 19, 25, 27, 27, 16, 11, 10. So he very consistently hit that mid-20s mark. Um, You know what I mean? Which Do you think that's... He's he's think that pushes pushes him into the Hall of Fame? Like, that's good consistency, but is that Hall of Fame consistency? Consistency. That's going to be the thing. Yeah, Yeah, he's in the Hall of Very, Very Good uh but i think i think the him having the record is going to be the the kind of thing that kind of pushes him over another kind of just a little interesting it's kind of a dumb stat but like you know patrick marlowe was always kind of considered you know could it come up big in the you know kind of a bit of a choker stuff like that uh he is eighth in the nhl in game winning goals at 109 so just that's right that's regular season though yeah, but <laughs> that doesn't matter. <laughs> still, yeah, still they won a, a ton of games while he was there and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, I think he gets in. He's not like a first ballot or something like that. And he's he's gonna be a very interesting case. I think if he didn't have the games played record, his case for would be sure a lot, not for sure not. But I think the, having the you know having the games played record, nice guy to the media, et cetera, et cetera, like. I think that's what puts him eventually in. You could see like in a weak class type of thing where it's like, oh yeah, I guess we'll, you know, this is the year we'll put Patrick Marlowe in type of thing. But, um, you know, what, we'll kind of end it here. I mean, what do you think? Do you think he gets in or is he uh, eventually? Just for the playoffs thing, he's actually 14th all time in playoff goals. Um, 
with yeah, 70, they played a lot of playoff games. yeah with 70 with 72 uh playoff goals the only people not in the hall of fame above him are claude lemieux who's never gonna get in uh and then yammer yager who's just active and then esatikin and he's tied with esatikin um who's from the oilers dynasty if you look at his playoff nhl nhl extras no i want nhl playoffs what is nhl playoffs there you go uh he's played in 195 playoff games <laughs> He plays mm. in playoff games basically is, every year. Um, yeah. That's absurd. Twenty fifth, actually. Uh, most. So, yeah. He. Ooh, who has the most? Can you guess? Most playoff games played. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray Bork. Uh, Chris Chelios, two hundred sixty six. Off the pause. Two hundred sixty six. Oh my lord! <laughs> yeah. Uh, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> um. He actually has a uh, Patrick Marlowe has actually 127 points in uh, 195 uh, playoff games. The thing with Patrick Marlowe, though, was that like the Sharks always flamed out. So in 2001, 2002, his 11 points in 12 games didn't really matter. Yeah. Um, 12 points in 17 games, 14 points in 11 games in 05, 06, but they only played 11 games. Then he had six and eight and he wasn't really doing anything. But then in 2009, 10, he had 13 and 14 games. Then he had 13 and 18. Uh, when they went to the cup, he only had 13 and 24. And I, th- I think that's kind of a lasting image as well with people is like the playoffness. Yeah. Ness with him. So I don't know. How do you think the playoffness factors in? Um, Cause he's, he's deemed unclutch, which is by yeah. the broader hockey community, which I don't think is like totally fair. Yeah. I don't think it's totally fair either again. So even if like look in the playoffs, so he has again, he's ninth. At 16 game winning goals, and he has four overtime goals, uh, which is tied for sixth. So, like, he has scored in big moments, but yeah, I think the failures of the shark again, if the shark, if one of those years, if the sharks things break the sharks' way and they win a cup, I think we have a different probably, probably gets in, but a lot easier. Yeah, I know as dumb as cups rule sound, but if he's putting up almost a point per game on their cup run and they win the cup one year. Cause I mean, during the playoffs, he was putting up, you know, in his prime years, putting up nearly a, a point per game in the playoffs and the Sharks. Just yeah. Do you, do you think that him getting stripped of his captaincy factors in? Probably. I don't know. There's a lot of dumb shit voters. There's a lot of game. dumb stuff. I mean, but then again, Joe Thornton also stripped of his captaincy and you know, that's, it's all who knows with that stuff. So we'll see. You, I, th- I don't think he gets in in his first year. No, I don't. Like I said, I think unless, he, unless so he retires in 2022. So unless a 2025 class is just truly horrendous. But that's that's Tara's the thing. retiring and Tara's going to get in. Yep. If you like it or not. Um, who else is retiring? If Thornton, re- if Thornton retires this year too, after the, if the yeah. Panthers win a cup. Dustin Brown, Brown, weirdly, I don't think he should be anywhere near the Hall of Fame, but I mean, You'll he has break, two cups as the captain. He'll break somebody's knees on the way to the Hall of Fame. But D- Dustin Brown's lurking. I mean, like yeah. a guy like, there's guys out there like Theo Fleury still needs to get in McGillney. Yeah. Um, there's guys that are lurking. Um, let's, let's see here. It would be interesting uh, if, if Marlo and Thornton both retire and they just put them both in at the same time. That'd be, uh, be weird. Marlo just Ryan Thornton's coattails into the Hall of Fame. It'd be very strange. Um, Hockey Hall of Fame could include. Okay, let me see. This is written. What's the on... wait list again? How long is it? How many years? Three, three years. Three. Okay. I think it used to be five, but I think it's down to three. Um, so again, was not in Hosa. Oh, Doug Wilson did get in. Hold on. This is, yeah, this is Doug Wilson's this is, 
Who becomes eligible in 2023? Ah, I can't type. Who becomes eligible in 2023? There we go. Thank you, hockey writers, for doing something right. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist is now available. Um, Corey Crawford, uh, Justin Williams, um, other new eligibles, Jay Bomeister, Andre Markov, Dustin Bufflin, passed over players, um, Alex McGillney, Rod Brindamore, Tom Barrasso. So it's not particularly strong out there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, like Lundqvist is getting in first ballot. So yeah. No, no shot that he's not. Um, so again, I don't think he's a first ballot guy, but I think he'll get in one year. So, yep. You think you think you think he does get in? Like, how long do you think he's gonna have to wait? Uh, probably a couple of years. But again, you could see where it's just one of those years where it's kind of a weak class, and they've they've you know maybe there's not a lot of strong candidates coming out right at the time, and you know that's maybe that year where it's like okay, let's try to clean up on some of these these guys who have been waiting for a little bit. So yeah, do you, I think do you think it's, do you think it's more season. likely he gets in the first couple of years, or it's like ten years after the fact? Hmm, that's a good. That's interesting because then I think it'd be a couple years because then after that you're just probably going to get bombarded with. Because if you think of the guys who are kind of at the end of their careers right now, who might be kind of competing for those same spots, Taze, Kane, Thornton, uh, Luongo's now eligible. Um, Crosby soon, Malkin soon, Ovechkin soon. Well, soon within the next few yeah. years, probably. Um, Chara is retiring. Uh, hmm. Flurry. Yep. Like Flurry is going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I guess David, it, uh, he just gets tired of the Oilers. And David, but then there's, there's going to be like like when Jason Spezza retires. Yeah. Like let, let me let me pull this up right here. Like when when Jason Spezza retires, possibly at the end of this season. <laughs> oh, like, do you think playing for the Leafs helped his case? Yes. <laughs> Or for Marlo, yeah. it helps. Well, see, Jason Spezza, Jason Spezza yeah. has 995 points in 1,248 games, yeah. but he only has 363 goals. I mean, that's a bad example, but there, there's going to be guys like that that are going to be near Marlowe's like pointage. Yeah. Um, that, that will be coming due. So, Marion Hosa just retired, uh, possibly just got in. I can't remember. Um, I, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be tougher to get in than Sharks fans want to admit. And I think. I really, really think there's a very strong possibility he doesn't get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, I am a small hall guy where I think it should only be the cream of the crop, but like obviously as we get down the years, like guys like Kevin Lowe get in for some reason. Like, look how long Doug Wilson had to wait. And Doug Wilson was like the preeminent defenseman of his era. Yeah. Um, dude like had all the offensive records for a long time. So there's 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 case to be made on either side of the argument. Um, and obviously I think it's just a matter of time before they were like San Jose doesn't have a uh, retired Jersey. So it'll be him and Thornton. Obviously Fighting. I think that Thornton should be first and then you put Marlowe. But at the same time, if Thornton resigns and plays again, do they just do Marlowe next year? I, I think the worst possible Jersey retirement would be it, them on the same time. Oh, that'd be terrible. It's so lame. Give them each. They're, they're, they're deserving of their own nights. Yes. Um, They're not, they don't need to be put together. I think you do Thornton and Marlowe. Quick succession, and then you do Nolan. Um, <laughs> they have to take it off somebody's back. <laughs> <laughs> it's just embarrassing. Um, 
and then uh and then after that you can you can you can probably throw out like a like a burns of last burns will, yeah burns's jersey will be retired too yeah but. i would obviously nabaka but you don't want to start retiring a super amount of jerseys but no. some, with san jose being so young some of those foundational guys i think come on the crack had already have a jersey retired they do <laughs> yeah number 30 uh number 32 is retired by the kraken that's lame. Very lame. That's lame. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, that's well. Technically, ninety nine is retired by everybody, but um, yeah. but no, I, yeah. I, I think I think with being such a young franchise, you can you can retire Thornton and Marlowe safely, um, and then maybe some of those foundational success guys like yeah, a Nolan, a Pavelski, Vlasic Burns. I, I don't know. Something oh, like, mm. People love Joe Pavelski. People, I, uh, yes. People not named Kyle love Joe Pavelski. Is Joe Pavelski one of the Hall of Fame? Uh, hold on here before we go. So obviously Joe Pavelski is still playing. He just had a great year, but <laughs> Joe Pavelski still kicking ass, dude. Joe Pavelski. Joe Pavelski's only uh 79 goals away from uh 500. He's got 924 points in 1168 games. If he can somehow claw out 76 more points, um, mm-hmm. get to a thousand, it's gonna be tough for him to get to 500 goals. Uh. He had 27 playing, this year. Yeah, play with Jason Robertson will help. So, yeah, yeah, I think like that. Like, like, does Joe Pavel- if Joe Pavelski gets to 500, 500 goals and like 600 assists, and he's at 1,100 points in 1,300 games? Isn't that isn't that a better case than Patrick Marlowe? Mm, that's a debate. Also, for- also, also, no. Also, no, actually, he does have one individual accolade. He was on the year-end All-Star team in 2013-14 when he had 79 points and 41 goals in 82 games. Um, that's one up on homeboy. You know you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, where was he? He was on, so he got beat up by Jamie Benn, Sidney Crosby, Corey Perry. Ugh. The second team, the second team that year was Joe Pavelski, Ryan Getzlaff, uh, Alex Ovechkin. Um, mm. It's time to be alive. Uh, so, I'm really excited yeah. for him to win, become the new GM, and this whole podcast just gets burned down in flames. <laughs> uh, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I would be equally. I think, I think at this point, I'd be a little bit more surprised if Marlowe gets into the Hall of Fame. I think there's a lot of strikes against him other than that game's played record. But I, I, I think, think it's like 55-45. I think, I think he even. eats in, but that's just... But like down the line? Yeah. So I think he yeah. eats in a, week, in a week class, so... Yeah, and it'll, it, as, as you get into his eligibility year and you get farther away from his career, mm-hmm. I think maybe some of that unclutchness maybe goes away. And it's more raw numbers, but then I don't know if that helps him. See, it's it's such a debate. He's like, <laughs> it's like the Sedines that I think are like the bar. Yeah, do, do you have to be better than a Sedine to get into the Hall of Fame? <laughs> Was he better than a Sedine? I, I don't know because a Sedine yeah. won the heart, uh, and another Sedine won the scoring title. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's it's a very tricky case, and yeah, Patrick Marlowe. Did Jonathan Chichu steal Patrick Marlowe's goals on next episode of Locked on Sharks? <laughs> if you would like to talk about more crazy conspiracy theories like that, um, you can do that on the internet. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Locked on Sharks. YouTube, Locked on Sharks. Email, Locked on Sharks at gmail.com. Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Locked on Sharks. JD, who's currently roaming around making pipe bombs at like No, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Lego bombs. Lego. You get the wrong people on YouTube again. 
JD's currently making a Death Star at uh, Legoland. I've already asked uh, Steph if I could either get the Death Star or the Millennium Falcon from Legoland, and she said no. So Why, why are they like big or expensive? They're or like $800 a pop. <laughs> yes. Do you have to build it yourself, or does it come pre-built? No, you build it yourself. I wouldn't want it pre-built. <laughs> how, many, how many pieces do you think are in a Death Star? Uh, the Death Star one's like an insane. Like insane you got to do all like the middle, right? It's like, like, doesn't the Death, Death Star, Star one open up? It's the Death Star 2 Lego set. So, uh, yeah. where it's like it opens up, right? Yeah. Uh, that one, where is like the massive mat? Like, like the one that they have. Cause they have one that's like insanely large and I'm not finding it right now. Um, the Millennium Falcon one is 800 bucks and it's, um, uh, 7,500 pieces. So 7,500. Yeah. How big is it? It's, it's like the size of my coffee, my, my kitchen table. It's huge. Where would you put it? Uh, my, the dream would actually be build it and then make like a, uh, like a coffee table, like that you put it in. So it like, be like a glass coffee table with it, like encased into it. So that would huh. be, that's like, I've discussed this with, with Steph, but Yeah. It's kind of expensive. <laughs> what was the what was the trade off? Did she give you a bargain trade off? Like I get this, or I get to do this if you get the millennial. Uh, she gets a blank check. So, <laughs> so no, JD's at my fry hole. Kyle, he's going to be uh, searching for Legos. <laughs> Is that Kyle Demetrius? Thank you guys for making us your first sharks listen. Um, go check out the other lockdown podcasts, such as the lockdown NHL, as the playoffs are roaring on because you don't want to hear us, Drew Pronies, talk about the playoffs for some reason. Um, we're still mad at you guys about that. <laughs> so weird. It's so weird. Um, or go check out any other amazing podcasts on the lockdown network, such as Locked On Los Angeles Rams. Bye, friends. Rams. <laughs>